0: Courtside Club is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older.
1: If they were like, do you want Chris Paul for nothing? I'd be like, no, vibe killer. Yes, we would probably win an extra 15 games a season, but like, killing the vibes. Don't do that.
2: What's up, you guys? I'm Rachel D'Amita, and welcome to the Courtside Club. Today we have producer, writer, TV personality, and podcaster. You guys have seen him on The Ringer and ESPN, a true OG in sports media, David Jacoby. Welcome to the Courtside Club. Uh, thanks
1: so much. I'm so happy to be here in the Courtside Club. I feel like Jack Nicholson.
2: I, it took it took me a while to pin you down and get you as a guest on the show. Even though we've been talking about it for a few months, we met at Jalen's event. In Detroit, so I'm glad that we get to connect, even if it is virtually.
1: Absolutely, but it is one of those things where it's like we met at Jalen's thing in Detroit, but like in mm-hmm. the way like the world and my phone works now, like I feel like I've known you for years. You know what I mean?
2: True, true, true. And I've actually been watching your guys' show since like way back because right started it was a YouTube show first.
1: Yeah, we started. It went podcast in in I want to say September of 2011. And then we were on YouTube probably that later that fall. YouTube for a long time, then radio, then late night ESPN 2, then afternoon ESPN 2, then ESPN 1. It's just kind of like gradually built. But we had no idea what we were doing in the beginning whatsoever.
2: But I loved it. I mean, I fell into YouTube, and obviously I'm still kind of in this digital space. Like, this is my world. So when you guys first started, I was like, this show is dope because it was so different than what a lot of sports media was doing. So Anyway, I'm glad to have you on my show today, especially with NBA season also kicking off. I want to dive into the NBA. You're down.
1: So down. And <laughs> the Fort Coorside Club, of course.
2: Right. What teams are you – do you have your eye on right now? I don't want to jump right into, you know, the Lakers-Nets conversation that everybody else is talking about.
1: <laughs> hey, let's go conference by conference, right? I'm really okay. – like the Eastern Conference is uh, intriguing most to me because – We'll get to the Western Conference, but it does feel like it's kind of like Warriors. And then, like, who's going to challenge the Warriors, right? But in the Eastern Conference, there's, like, this tier of, like, uh, Bucks, Celtics, Sixers. I'm a Nets believer. So we don't have to have the full Nets conversation, but I'm a Nets believer. So I'm putting them in that, like, top tier. But, like, would you be surprised if either one of those four teams were sort of, like, in the NBA Finals? Like, not really. And then there's this second tier, which is, like, the most intriguing to me. If like, I'll put, like, the Hawks, Raptors. He, I'm doing this off the top of my head, so I'm probably like, you know, some fan base is, is upset with me right now. But yeah, like, can we uh, put the Cavs like in there? Can we just like,
2: throw
1: them in there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. See, I'm, I, we always say this on Jalen like, if, if I'm ever making a list off the top of my head, just know there's like an asterisk. Like, I'm going to forget somebody important. And uh, yeah, like those four teams to me are really the most intriguing. Like, which one of those four teams could have a great regular season and host a round one? Which one of those four teams could I see four months from now that I I don't see either one of those four teams get to the finals, but that can change over the course of time. You know what I mean? Like, like in four months, could I see one of those four teams like truly being contender to like win the Eastern conference. So like, those are the the four teams in in, like that spot, especially like in the whole league, but in the Eastern conference where my intrigue is like most peaked
2: before we go to the Western conference. I want to go back to, you said you're a Nets believer. Yes. Why?
1: But well, the thing is, is, like, I've also been a Nets believer, like, the previous two preseasons. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I've been a Nets believer, like, before KD and Kyrie were playing when they were, like, doing the woo-walk on the sideline. I was like, this team is so much fun. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. look at Karis LeVert. But uh, it's just, like, I have been that way. And to, to be fair, like, I also did believe that, like, Russell Westbrook would work on the Lakers. You know what I mean? It's like, the discourse now is just, like, who in the world thought this is going to work? And in the background, I'm kind of like, yeah, I thought it was going to work. You know what I mean? So, so I'll, I'll I'll like die on that hill. But, but like, I, when you look at it, it's like, we've got Kyrie Irving and KD. All right. We know what they are. Right. And then uh, Ben Simmons, like, God, he can't shoot. So, well, when you got Joe Harris and Seth Curry and Kyrie Irving and KD, like handling the ball, like you don't need to shoot. Like if you shoot a jump shot, that's probably like a, a bad shot for your team. And their problem last year was defense, and Ben Simmons is a great defender. Ben Simmons is great in transition. Like, I'm high on Ben Simmons as a basketball asset. Like, the last full season he played, he was the number two defensive player in the year. And, like, last time I checked, 50% of the time you're out there, you're playing defense. And Like, oh, he can't shoot. It's like, yeah, he can't shoot. He's not a great, like, point-forward playmaker with the ball either. Well, guess what? Like, if he's dribbling more than three times, that means that Kyrie or KD isn't. Like, I just really believe in Ben Simmons. And now, granted, I have watched (laughs) the first few games of the season— yeah. And I'm just kind of chucking it up to like, you know, let him, let him like figure it out. But uh, yeah. he hasn't made me look great. I think he's played 24 minutes and has like 75 fouls. I don't know how that's even possible, but he's done it somehow in the first few games. But I'm a big believer in Ben Simmons in the Nets. And they, I say this every season. And I look like a fool at the end of the season every season as well.
2: Yeah, but I think. You're, you're talking a lot about the players on paper, which I think a lot of us do, right? Until we start seeing these teams get together, right? Even, even the Lakers for what they have now doesn't look that bad on paper. And then when you see them on the court, you're like, what is going on? But I do think for the Nets, you know, it's, it's very, very early times in the season. So I would give them maybe like 10 to 15 games and we can see how Ben Simmons is gelling with the team. And somebody else talked about that too. Um, Saying like, well, he's been around the team. Chemistry shouldn't be the issue. Do you agree with that? Or do you think because are not on the court together?
1: I've had like very few surgeries in my life. Like I think I had like a spleen screen put in and like my nose broken back a couple times. But like the idea that he had back surgery is a bit of a concern you know what I mean there's the, maybe the, maybe sure. I mean it's like yeah. a, it's like all right glass half glass half full like he had back surgery yeah. he's working his way back and like glass half empty like the dude had back surgery like a couple months ago you know what I mean like back surgery is a big deal and if you have back surgery that means there was something wrong with your back in the first place so I could definitely play both sides of that coin but uh I'd, it is I'm, I'm glad you kind of bring up the like roster thing because it when you do look at like paper which we do in the off season it always looks so good. And then you look at it in person, and obviously, like, you know, they just got Harris back and, like, Seth Curry and, and that. And, and you're like, oh, yeah, not not the deepest team. You know, like, well, look at these third quarters. These, like, second units are not, you know, exactly, like, like blowing my socks off in the way some of the other teams do. So, uh, you know, I think it's – that's why one of the things I think is so important is, like, watching the games, not just, like, looking yeah. at the last course. I just want to say it upsets my wife a lot. Like, I have to tell her, like, yes, yes, I'm, I'm up. I'm up watching the Thunder, you know, play like the Mavs at like (laughs) one in the morning. No, I can't go to bed. This is work. This is work, babe.
2: I mean, I'd kind of be pissed staying up to watch the Thunder versus the Mavs too, which, by the way, like I'll always have a a soft spot for OKC, but, you know, times have changed in the past seven years. But I do want to talk about the Lakers a little bit. You brought them up. Another team, like we talked about, they have superstars on paper. Westbrook is one of those guys that the media has – Talked about a lot lately for not a lot of good reasons. Do you think that he has been unfairly criticized lately in the past year or so?
1: It's a, a an interesting way of phrasing that. Does he deserve criticism? I would answer that question. Yes. Has he been unfairly criticized? I would say yes, just from the sheer volume. Like it becomes this thing where it's like it, Russ becomes a lightning rod for all of the criticism when like, LeBron, after game one, my guy, like, went to the press conference in front of microphones and reporters and was like, yeah, we don't have shooters. Like, we're not shooting lasers out there, which I've never heard of that <laughs> term before and used it in basketball, yeah. but we all knew what he meant. You know what I mean? It's like, he's like, yeah, we like no one can shoot the effing ball on the team. Like, what do you think is going to happen? And I was like, wow, like, that feels much more like, like a March criticism, like when he does that, like, criticize the team before the playoffs move he used to do. But I was like, after game one, for him to just be saying that, like, guess what? There's no shooters on the team was like, Really indicative and something that deserves, quote unquote, like more criticism than like the problem isn't Russell Westbrook. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he is part of the problem. And like there is a a full pie of sort of blame to pass out. But my man has has a very healthy portion, but like he's not eating half of that pie.
2: The thing that I don't understand was that he was coming to the Lakers not to be the one to one or two guy. He was going to be the third option regardless. So I've never seen the media in general come down so hard on the third option on a team who's also out of his prime and who did not play as bad as everybody made it seem like he played last year. Like, Yeah, maybe it wasn't his best season that he's ever had and he hasn't had the greatest start to this season. But it's just so confusing to me as a consumer of media, like how hyper-focused a lot of these places get with the Lakers narrative, which they're not a good team, unless they make some big changes, they're not going to be a contender. I think that's pretty obvious, but we're not harping on what the Detroit Pistons need to do, like who they need to move. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, and I I get LeBron, like he is the greatest of of our era. So maybe that's why it's this hyper-focused, but it's, it's weird to me, I guess.
1: But they have like LeBron James in purple and gold. And that's why there is so much discourse about them. And I understand that. But like uh, it's 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 something I love to think about, but there but the discourse becomes about Russell Westbrook and not really about like the, what's wrong with the Lakers. And I think quickly what's gonna happen, I'm just gonna give you a little like like a vet prediction here.
2: Okay, let's it's hear it. It's
1: gonna start it's gonna start becoming about LeBron passing Kareem. You know what I mean? like Because he he, yeah. he needs to score. He has to be like a, a legit 20, 25-point contributor night after night, play 60 or 66 games for it to happen. And I think that that, that is going to be the focus because it's such a cool record. You know what I mean? It's be like, Absolutely. I've scored more baskets than anybody else in the history of the league, and I'm also like third in assists. Like It's just such a big deal that that will be his coronation of this season. And another prediction, he could be like one point away. And still have like three road games. He will sit those three road games out to make sure it happens at the Staples Crypto Blood Center, whatever we're calling it now. Like <laughs> he's going, that is going to happen in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Like that's gonna, it has to happen in Los Angeles with Kareem there and like all the celebrities and like the, the stop the game like that. They should start like as a pro- my producer brain turns on. Like we should start like producing this now. You know what I mean? True. Like we just start figuring math mathematically figuring out what games it's going to happen in. Start booking people. Start setting up a performer's lights and graphics and t-shirts or whatever. Like th- this is going to be a huge event. That like in ten years from now, I think we look back at this season. It's like oh, this team won and LeBron passed Kareem.
2: No, I can see that. I think that's a good uh, a good vet prediction.
0: Football season is here and nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Not only does Vivid Seats have great NFL ticket prices, they're also the official ticketing partner of ESPN. And with Vivid Seats rewards, when you buy 10 tickets, you get the 11th free. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Receive a reward credit equal to the average price of 10 tickets purchased, excluding taxes, fees, and processing costs. See vividseats.com slash rewards for terms and conditions.
2: I know it's super early, but finals predictions. Or what teams do you see? Give me four teams that you think... be in that final
1: yeah let's do conference finals again like I'm wrong about this like pretty much every year you know what I mean because it's so easy like (laughs) yeah it's just like and also I'll change mine and I'll I'll change mine and then act like that was my preseason pick too like I'll just straight up lie like I have no shame about anything when it comes (laughs) to these weird predictions like give me yours let me just just help me out what do you got let's go your eastern conference and my eastern conference and I'll go first with the western conference
2: well, I have this weird kind of faith in the Miami Heat for no reason at all. Just because oh, I think they're an, exciting, they're an exciting team to watch. Yeah. When Miami's good, it's good for the NBA. So I would love to see, as far as excitement goes, Boston-Miami. I think those yeah. are just two really like fun, young teams, and that would be very exciting. I, the Bucks are great, but they're a bit boring to me to watch.
1: Wow, do you hear that? I Giannis? know, I know. Giannis listens. He's going to be so upset with. No, you. it's Come nothing
2: out. against Giannis. Like he's exciting, but I think the team in general, for whatever it is, like I enjoy watching Boston or Miami over them. So for for that, I would put them. And then, I honestly, I'd love to see the Warriors Suns. I know we got a little bit of a preview of that even this week. The Suns, I've been one of those people who's been kind of thinking that they were a little overhyped the past couple years. Because, again, on paper, everything seems great. But for some reason, they just can't put it together. But now that the past two years, they've kind of given it away, I feel like maybe there's a little more incentive to finally get there. And I would love to see the Warriors back because that would just be dope. They uh, had five rings. That wild.
1: I want to start by just recognizing your Eastern Conference Finals matchup and, and saying, I like it. You really made a great case and I was in the building, like, Jimmy Butler missed a three. You know what I mean? We, get, we talked about it for, like, three days yeah. of whether or not he should have taken it, taken it to the rim and drew a foul or whatever, but, like, that thing rimmed out. Like, we are, like, a millimeter away, you know, a f- few millimeters away from, like, them going to the finals and being, like, the Eastern Conference Championships from, champions from last year. They would have never beaten the Warriors in a million years, but, like, I right. think, like, I even write them off. Early in this pod, I put them in, in the second tier of the Eastern Conference, and, like, Heat fans, and especially my man, Parakeet Cortez, who I hope listens to this because everyone listens to this, but he's going to get mad at me. It's like, I put them in the, They're Like they were, they were in game seven at home and missed a Three. Like, yeah, but for some reason, like I still don't respect them that same way. So great picks there. I have the bucks because like you, like I don't, they're not like one of my favorite league pass watches. Like, in, you know, Giannis's dominance is like just dominant is exactly that. And him, like sort of in the zone can match anybody else's great performance in the zone. Um, I have the Bucks. They are kind of a boring pick, but like, they're just really good. They're missing, you know, they're missing Middleton last year. Like, you know, what do you want them to do if they're healthy? I have them sure. in there. But my second, my second pick is more of like a confession of just I can't, I can't quit Nets optimism. I can't do it. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I quit a long
2: I, I, time ago. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I don't know why. I can't quit Nets. Op- I'm like Kyrie Irving. Like he's got a great track yeah. record. He's never submarine like, locker room chemistry in the past. You know, and like KD is. KD, but then a KD. If you think about KD last year in the Celtics series, which just like kind of feels like four years ago. You remember that, like, like, like turning the ball over and like he wouldn't dribble. They're like swiping at his hands. He couldn't even get a shot off clean. Like, I still believe in the Nets. I still, against all evidence, like when, when I, like, I'm going with my heart, not my head. I'm going Nets bucks
2: And then Western Conference.
1: We both have the Warriors because I just feel like the Warriors mm-hmm. are just like at, at this point. I mean, like to have a, a team like they had last year and then just be like, oh, by the way, we've got like a sort of seasoned seven footer who's been in our, in our you know system for two years, but was out last year for injury. We're just going to add him and we're developing Kaminga. And now we've got this Jordan Poole guy developing as like a go to scorer. Like just the idea that they've got not just the sort of vet core, but they've got like you know, second-year guys, third-year guys, and, and rookies that are, you know, James Wiseman, at least, that can, and then they got DiVincenzo. Like, they've just kind of reloaded in a way that most champions can't and don't. So I had them in, like, be shocked if it doesn't happen. And then I'm going with another weird one, the Nuggets. Let me make my case.
2: Oh, God. Nikola Jokic.
1: <laughs> okay. Nikola Jokic got this team and that roster without much of a supporting cash Shout out to all of those excellent basketball players, the professionals that play alongside of him. Uh, but, like, you know, I think there were other superstars had different supporting castes. When you look at like the Lucas and the Stephs and the, you know, the K- the KDs and whatever. And then they add Jamal Murray and we've, we've seen him, what he can do. Right. And they, you know, add Michael Porter Jr. Who is like, you know, granted like somewhat of a like, you know, high ceiling, low floor contributor and health has a lot to do with that. But like if Michael Porter Jr. is right and Jamal Murray's right and Nikola Jokic is what he is, like I could see them having a great regular season, putting them in position to get to the Western Conference Finals. Those are my picks.
2: I guess we just haven't seen them yet this season together mm. gelling. Uh what about Dallas? I want to ask cuz that was that was someone that I kind of had up there with the Suns. I feel like that could go either way if Dallas gets it together.
1: Dallas might have overperformed last year. Like I think if that, you know, whatever happened at the end of that Suns thing, like we you know curse, COVID, whatever sort of spells, whatever whatever your theory is as to what happened in that game 7, Deandre Aiden upset, yeah. whatever. Um, I do feel like if the Suns played that series ten times, they probably win seven or eight, and I and I feel like that was like really heroic from Luca, but they lose um, Jalen Brunson, who was like a big piece of their playoff run, and they kind of like swap out Biggs and bring in Wood, who uh, I think he was like three for three last night shooting threes. He looked great, but um, I and they added Hardaway. It's just like there's a part of me that kind of just need to see it. With the Mavericks, but like that's I think one of the most intriguing yeah. things about this season is like that second spot in the in the Western Conference Finals because like I mentioned at the very top like I feel like in the Western Conference you have the Warriors and there's, like who else it's kind of like this pack of like five teams like the Clippers and the Mavs and the Nuggets and the you know oh, and, the, and the Lakers and I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody else but like that it feels like the Warriors are kind of like in and they're like the musical chairs for the second spot <laughs> in the dance card. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Uh, answer this for me because you're more in the know. Why are people? Picking the Clippers to go all the way—that's very confusing to me.
1: Okay, uh, I'll give you th- few three words. Two names, one word. Ty Lu, right? I think like there's a uh-huh. Ty Lu effect. Like if you look at—I mean—they were without PG and Kawhi for like a long stretch of their season last uh-huh. season, and they were getting it done. I think Ty Lu would be my first person. My second word would be depth. Like they kind of have like a second unit that would start on like a few teams, you know what I mean? Like they've got that they're like one of those teams that call like a Noah Noah's Ark team. Like they've just got two of everything, you know, which, which not every team. Like <laughs> yeah. A lot of teams kind of go like like eight people. They they they've got a full like Noah's Ark roster, and um, the last one is just Kawhi. Like what he did in that Toronto year, and again, like he hasn't really been healthy since. And the bubble was the bubble, but like that mm-hmm. that Toronto thing is like just wild after what you know doing it previously with this with the spurs like i just think uh he's like a a playoff weapon that like you know only the lebrons and lucas and Stephs and yannis's can really compare to But it's just like there's a part of me that's very concerned because as of us taping this like he didn't play last night and it wasn't like hey i'm resting it's like i'm leaving the road trip and going back to los angeles and receiving treatment like it's not like oh hey like You know, Kawhi's on a plan and minutes restriction and this and that. And he also wasn't playing, like, 38 minutes in back-to-backs either. Like, he was playing 20 minutes a game, and here we are in game five, and he's already, like, on a plane by himself to get treatment. That's just very concerning for me. So I wouldn't put the Clippers in there just for that reason because of health.
2: MVP predictions. I know it's also very early, but any players that are up there for you?
1: I'm not going with the chalk one here. I'm going with kind of a bold take. I th- it's only been done, again, off the top of my head, I think three times. And I think it's like Larry, Kareem, and Wilt. And I think Nikola Jokic is going to win his third straight. And let me tell you why. A lot of Hi. the times, you know, it's hard to win the MVP and be like the seventh seed unless you're Russell Westbrook. This is more of a belief in the, the Nuggets progression. And it's a little bit of a bet on the production of Michael Porter Jr. and, and uh, Jamal Murray. Because I really think that they could truly, like, in a tough Western conference, they could truly become, like, a, a like a, a one-seed, two-seed, three-seed. And then Nikola Jokic will, again, like, no one will want to give it to him. Like, last year, like, I wanted to vote. <laughs> I didn't vote. But I wanted to vote for Joel Embiid. But, like, when you start like, kind of, like, reading and, like, looking at the numbers and, and looking at the wins-losses and just like kind of looking at, like, you know, like, like go to basketball reference and look at like, their last ten games, kind of like, I don't know, like... It's hard to give it to him, so I think it'd it'll, it'll be one of those things where like Niko just becomes an undeniable MVP because this is a bit of a bet on the performance of the Nuggets. and And who do you have, and what do you think about Nikola Jokic? You haven't heard that one, have you?
2: I think I've heard people say that he's still up there, but. I don't know. Luca is really exciting to me, but, but again, it's, it's one of those things where we know that Luca can score, but can he elevate his team along with it? I think that's a big thing. And I think Joel Embiid, and even honestly, this is like a little bit of insider information. Like that's what he wants. I know his trainer, Drew Hanlon, really well. Like they've been working on that getting that MVP for the last few years. So I know like he, he wants that he wants to win. Like that's, that's a competitor. He works really hard during the off season. So I know that he thinks also that he deserved it last year, along with a lot of other people thought that he deserved it. And so I feel like Joel, and then we'll see what Luca does with the Mavs. If he can elevate them and get them back to the same position that they were last year in playoffs, I could see both of them being there too, but. Okay, so wrong or right, we might both be wrong this entire season, but we shall find out. But on the Courtside Club, we do like to take a halftime break if you're down. On Jalen and Jacoby, you guys do a lot of top fives with your guests. So for you, I wanted to get your starting fives. Love this. So I have different categories for you. First up, sticking on the NBA theme, the starting five players in the NBA right now
1: starting five players in the nba so i'm not gonna go like i'm not trying to win games here you know what i mean like i'm trying to have a good team chemistry uh so i haven't been prepped with these so i'm going off the top of my head so i'm feeling a little bit to think of just some personalities that i want around all right so i'm going number one i want Giannis. okay because winning, again, like I want a good time and I want a good culture. Hard to do that when you're losing. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of not a lot of fun dinners after the game when you're losing. So I have Giannis just to guarantee me like a certain level of quality. All right? Because now I can just start dry you know, uh, people that I think are fun. Um, LaMelo Ball comes to mind. <laughs> filling out the roster. La- I love LaMelo Ball. Great personality. He's a weirdo. He admits it. His whole thing is like I'm one of one. And also – who doesn't love a fancy pass? Because like a fancy pass, the best thing about a fancy pass because I'm an over passer and I do fancy passes when I play. So I, you know I always like like that in other people's games. Again, I'm bad at basketball. Lamelo good at basketball, but we all whatever we all. I uh, like an inappropriately fancy pass because it gets Lamelo in the highlight and he gets off, but also gives the finisher a chance to sign. So now forty percent of our team is involved in the highlight. Again, good vibes, lots of wins. He's a good distributor, right? Okay. Um, we need. We need a, like just a, a pure thumper, right? Because lamelo has got the ball. Giannis is going to get his buckets. So we need just like a, a, a catch-and-shoot ace. Probably some defense would be helpful as well. So we're looking for like a classic 3 and D. And, I, again, team guys, chemistry. I also need the guy who's going to get kicked out of the game, like Clay Thompson yesterday. I'm going with – and he's available. So I'm getting Jay Crowder for like a second-round pick, right? I'm, I'm bringing Jay Crowder. So right now i got Jay Crowder – Because he's, like, he's tough, but he's quiet. You know what I mean? Like, you always want the guy when there's, like, a problem at the club that, like, we know we send him over as our representatives, like, Game of Thrones style. You know what I mean? It's like, Jay, like, you speak for the group here. Like, you're in charge. You know what I mean? Because I plan on having, like, a a fun young team. So I need Jay Crowder. Yeah, and
2: LaMelo might be running his mouth. So Jay might need to just step in, you know? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, I'm going to take Ben Simmons because I'm such a Ben Simmons believer and apologist. But I just want him, I just want him, I want the Ben Simmons Assange to happen. You know what I mean? I want the Ben Simmons Redemption Tour, so I'm going to bring him with us. And then finally, I I need, like a, I don't know if that, that'll work alongside LaMelo. Because I want LaMelo to have the ball. You know, I was thinking Chris Paul, but he's also, like, not fun. You know what I mean? So he's killing all my vibes. Chris Paul, you're a great player. You're not invited to this team. He
2: would like, be like he, team that You know, for no he,
1: compensation. He, yeah. yeah. If they were like, "Do you want Chris Paul for nothing?" I'd be like, "No." Vibe killer. <laughs> yes, we would probably win an extra 15 games a season, but like killing the vibes. You know what I mean? Don't do that. We're not going to get him. What about I want Josh? Someone young who dresses crazy. Oh, uh, too good at basketball. You know okay. what I mean? Like. We got Giannis. <laughs> you know, I feel like Lamelo's going to be unhappy. I want a happy Lamelo. I feel like if Jaws is taking the ball, driving okay. past people, and Duncan and Lamello's like in the corner, spotting up. Like I'm really trying to foster Lamelo's vibes to be the highest. Okay. I'm going with a Kuzma. So we've got Kuzma, Crowder, Giannis, Kuzma, Crowder, Giannis, Lamelo. I want like a really bouncy lob, catchy guy that's super fun to throw alley oops to. So let's let's go with like a Mitchell Robinson. You know what I mean? okay he's good vibes no no jackson hayes jackson hayes he gets arrested sometimes oh you know my what I mean? god like, you, you never know yeah, yeah i'm going with jackson hayes jackson hayes he'll catch the lobs he'll rim protect and like he, who knows what happens when we go out at night so that's I'm, my starting five right
2: there. <laughs> i'm appointing chris paul just to go on road trips with you guys to make sure that everybody stays <laughs> <a jail>. chaperone
1: <laughs> yeah and just and he'll text he'll text adam silver like send the security Here's our address. And drop a pin, because you, know he's, you like, know he's on text with Adam Silver. It'd be like, we need the wolf. We send the wolf. We're 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 in we're in Salt Lake City. We need you. Here, <laughs> drop a pin.
2: He's in the back with his sunglasses and his like little uh, trench coat, just watching <laughs> from the corner. Woo! Exactly. All right. Well, that's a really fun starting five in the NBA right now. But I'd also like to know you're starting five NBA players of all time.
1: Uh, that's pretty easy. Well, there's always like tricky. It gets tricky, but I, I can't do it without Kareem. I can't do it without Michael Jordan. I can't do it without LeBron James. I never saw Will, but like dudes scored a hundred. I'll throw him in there. <sighs> Magic Johnson. I probably forgot somebody important. Interesting. That's what I'm going with.
2: So I'll Will Kareem, Mike, LeBron, and Magic Johnson.
1: Magic. So, it, it, someone who grew up in Massachusetts and prayed, I prayed to a Larry Bird poster before all my games, but I can't. I can't put him in the top. Five.
2: <laughs> when when Jalen was on the courtside club, he made his starting five and then said that he would block anybody who didn't have Bill Russell in their top three all time. But he didn't put Bill Russell, Bill Russell. in his starting five, though. So
1: I think Bill Russell. I would. I'll take. Uh, I'll take. I'll take. Who am I taking out? You put someone. In, you got to take someone out. I'm taking out. Uh, Will I'm taking out, who's the last person? No, Magic. Magic Johnson? Yeah, I like Magic. I I like Magic. I'll I'll take out Will and Bill Russell.
2: Okay, so he is in your starting Can't be wrong here. Yeah,
1: sure. I I, I forget someone every time I make a list. I've made this very clear.
2: Okay, so on Jalen and Jacoby, you guys also have a lot of music guests. I feel like you guys are talking about music or have musical guests on all the time. So I want to know your starting five music artists of all time
1: starting five music artists of all time oh god <clears throat> god 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 okay okay let me go this is just my personal in no particular order Your personal. i can't be wrong about this i want it's one thing i want this is my opinion yeah um what have, uh i'm going with wu-tang clan because i get like nine you know what i mean like it's <laughs> it's a cheat so now I've, I've you know what i mean i've already filled up my top five with nine people and i've got four more spots okay Fine. okay so i'm I'll going with the wu-tang it. clan yeah i think that's fair um i love red man personally um it's just a personal thing of mine i just think i just love the guy and i'm going with uh i'm going to go with a playlist in more of a vibe than an actual music artist for my for my third one it's um apple music or spotify whatever you listen to piano chill it's called it's just like super chill piano music it's just like just like little it's like slow See, like no other instruments, just one person, man or woman, on a piano, just playing super slow chill jams, and like just like if you're ever having like a, a get, the days getting a little too fast for you, or you need to go to sleep, or you need to chill on a plane, or you're just like walking through the city, put on some piano chill, and and the vibes will just be fixed. It is it is an it is it is the Robitussin of of music right there.
2: <laughs> I wasn't expecting so that's my that. number three
1: pick. I'm gonna go, um, um, all time man. Like, like there's some real people who really contributed to this art you know what i mean that, that i don't want yeah away especially
2: from. piano chill
1: yeah, yeah i give i look like what i said i'm like god I'm thinking, I'm thinking like michael jackson prince i'm thinking mozart and then rachel oh, off the top rope it's like bro you put in piano chill so like let's not overthink this all right <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking like Mozart and Bach, and I'm like, I don't even, you can't name a single, a single hit. I don't have I don't have a single banger from Bach, so like, try, try, stop trying to be smart, Jacoby, and just say oh. Red Man again. All right, so, so I got good. Redman, Wu-Tang Clan, Redman, Wu-Tang Clan, um, Piano Chill, Jack White. I really like Jack White. Like, I'm not a huge White Stripes guy, but I, I love the rock on tours, and I just think like he's a really, like, good musician. And for number five, I'm going to go Rick Rubin, just because, again, I get a lot underneath me there. You know, you know, I'm taking out Jack White, putting in Dr. Dre. I'm going Dr. Dre and Rick Rubin as my finisher because I get so much there. Like you see what I did with Wu-Tang Clan, Dr. Dre and Rick Rubin? Like I get yeah. their catalogs, it's kind of like a versus battle. Mm-hmm. Like they can kind of do their own features and whatever. So so my final final list is um, Piano Chill, <laughs> Redman, Wu-Tang Clan, Jack White and Rick Rubin.
2: No, wait, you took out Jack White for Dr. Dre.
1: Yeah, I did, whatever. Yeah. I don't know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not keeping a list no idea what I'm doing here, Rachel.
2: You need your own segment, David Jacoby, off the top of my head. Like, (laughs)
0: that's a fire (laughs) show. It's it's
1: called Jalen and Jacoby. (laughs) It just says in the rundown, it says, like, I don't have, like, prompter. You know what I mean? It just says, like, Blazers game. Knicks game. And I just kind of make it work from there.
0: All right. It's time for the second half. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesar's Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. See, it's not just about the daily promos, odd boosts, or the hundreds of ways to wager. It's about the immortal words of Caesar himself You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Every bet you place on the app, no matter the outcome, earns towards exclusive perks at Caesars Rewards destinations everywhere. Hotel stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. Download the Caesars Sportsbook app, become a Caesars Rewards member today, and get more with every wager. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. How
2: did you and Jalen meet? How did this show that has now been going for over 10 years, how did it come about?
1: Great question. Actually two different answers to one question. We met in the bathroom of Strokers, a gentleman's club in Atlanta. And um, it was one of my first foyers into the um, Atlanta gentleman's club experience very different it is very much a hang it's very much a code situation of a lot of food focused and uh i was there with my friend and uh wasn't the most diverse crowd and uh, dave Chappelle was there and at some point like the guy the dj was like dave Chappelle's in the building and, like everybody cheers and gets all excited and this is a long time ago like this is 2004 and uh and dave Chappelle was there and they gave dave Chappelle the mic and i think they expected him to like like, do, like, a, hey, I'm Dave Chappelle, this is amazing, love strokers, like, they expect him to, like, be nice. He gets on the mic, he goes, where are my wings? (laughs) (laughs) I guess his wing order was, like, delayed. So he did, like, he did, like, two minutes just roasting the establishment on how long their wings take to get to his table in classic Dave Chappelle, like, like a mode and then it, it, one trip to the bathroom, Jalen was there and like, you know, you, you can't like talk to another person while you're at the urinal or whatever. So like we were like washing our hands and I just had to like introduce myself and say what's up. And then, you know, eight years later, um, he proposed doing a podcast for Grantland, um, to Bill Simmons, who was running Grantland, and myself who was in charge of audio and video at Grantland. And um we had a call meeting about it and um I was like, So, Jalen, like, we'll do a pilot. Cause you always want to do a pilot. You don't want to like give someone a podcast that you can't take back. Mm -hmm. Podcast producers listen. And I was like, we're gonna do a pilot. Like, is there someone that you played with or like someone you grew up with that you want to do it with? Like, who do you want to do this with? And like, it was quiet for a second and he goes, what, you don't want to do it? And then he proposed that he wanted to do it with me. And uh, I thought I would just do the pilot and we'd eventually replace me with that spot. And now we're 11 years later and that spot was never replaced.
2: Here you are sitting in the studio now. That's dope. Here I am. Really quick, though, before we talk more about the show, is it true? Because I'm not one who frequents gentlemen's clubs, but I have heard that the, the chicken wings are, like, the main focus of those things. Is that true? That's
1: an, that's an Atlanta. That's an Atlanta exclusive thing. Yeah. Okay. Like, I would never order food. Like, not never. But I, I would, I, food is not, like, the main attraction in most of these establishments, but like in Atlanta, it's very much like a thing. It's much more of a, a it's a very different culture there. And I've only been like a, you know, a handful of times, so I can't speak at it like, like an expert. Um, but it's like, it's just, it's sort of shocking. There's like a lot of pool playing and game watching and wing eating, you know what I mean? It becomes like sort of, it's like a one of the things that's going on is the sort of entertainment, whereas many other places, it's like the attainment is the thing that's going on. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, it does make sense. Okay, so working with Jalen, has there ever been a time that you guys got into it and you were kind of worried about where the show was gonna go? You guys have been working together for over ten years now. There had to be it hasn't it couldn't have been all smooth sailing.
1: It's not all smooth sailing. It, there was never a like Early on, sometimes you wouldn't text back for a while. I'd be like, hey, you're doing this, what time, what day this week you want to do the show? This is very early on. And like, I wouldn't hear back. And I'd be like, is, is he like even into this? You know what I mean? It's kind of like one of those dating things where you don't hear back. And you're like, Are you, we can break up, dude. Like, I don't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like, let me know. You know what I mean? That was just like early, early on. When it was like a little hard to like pin him down to do it. I would question whether he's into it or not. But once we kind of got established and it was fun and sort of like became like actual friends and going on, um, there was never a moment where like the actual show or the partnership was in question. But, like, you know, as, like, very close colleagues and brothers, like, we bicker over, like, little stuff that gets intense. Like, like uh, someone on the phone call, this is, like, so dumb, but anyone who's, like, ever been in a romantic relationship or, like, a very close working environment can, like, relate to this. Is someone on the call compared Ben Simmons to Draymond Green, right? Uh-huh. This is, like, now, is this something that should, like, start, like, like an all-out, like, War of the Targaryens? Like, no, but it totally did. Because I. Jalen's, like, all the colleagues, like, don't ever compare Ben Simmons to Draymond Green. Like, that's insane. And then I decided to be like, you know what? Like, I understand what you're saying, Jalen. Like, they're very different basketball players. However, great defenders, size, can guard one through five, limited skill set offensively, but, like, effective, great passers. I'm like, you know, there's... There's some intersection of those two circles, and, like, that turned into, like, a huge passionate argument that, like, you know, like, boiled over. So it's not like, oh, like, the, you know, the kind of like as you led the question, There's like, oh, man, we thought we weren't going to do the show in, like, 2015, and we had a big fight and, like, punched each other in the parking lot and didn't talk for three months. Like, that doesn't happen, but, like, the little stuff about, like, Draymond Green is Ben Simmons. Yes, he is. No, he's not can, like, boil over and bicker just, like, any sort of, like, close couple. So it's a lot more of that kind of thing than it is the, like, oh, my God, let's cancel the show. I hate this guy
2: kind of thing. Yeah, so there, there's no footage that TMZ is going to get with one of you guys throwing a, a crazy punch.
1: No. I mean, maybe, but, like, <laughs> maybe. not at each other. And, like, not landing, for sure. If it's from me, yeah. It's like, yeah, It's, like, not at him, and it's definitely not going to land. Yeah, And then I'll get punched a lot after that. Yeah. So that will be the footage. It'll be much more, like, me throwing a crazy punch, missing, and then getting my kicked and then like that you know then uh we'll move on to the next thing like whatever Tell would you, you
2: guys ever kicked. box each other there's been a lot of influencer celebrity boxing no. going on oh
1: no 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 well two things number one my nose breaks in a stiff wind it's been broken a bunch so like no um and number two like uh i did some boxing as a kid very tiring sport <laughs> exhausting <laughs> like no breaks like, no breaks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're playing pick-up basketball. You, like, take a possession off. Like, I'm sure you played soccer. You kind of, like, hide for a little bit when the ball's the other side. Like, baseball, yeah. you're basically standing around the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, volleyball, you have a huddle. If a football, we do something for five seconds, then huddle up and rest for 40 seconds. Like, no breaks in Boston. Like, you're out there. Like, you're moving. Like, there's three minutes on. And then two minutes off or whatever it is like it is tiring. I don't have that kind of stamina and I don't like to be punched. I don't even like punching people like it is. It is not my sport, even in in a very like sort of like for charity sort of exhibition kind of way. Like, no, thank you. Three minutes doesn't sound like a long time. But like when you're getting punched and trying to punch somebody and like there's zero breaks, like three minutes is long, man. Not doing that.
2: Speaking of Jake Paul's fight this weekend against Anderson Silva, who do you got?
1: I think it's fair to say that, like, when we watch these things, we just really want Jake Paul to get knocked out. Now, I'm not trying to say that I don't like Jake Paul. I'm not trying to say that I don't have, like, utmost respect for his hustle and, like, his, like, many branches of revenue streams and his sort of, like, manipulation of the media. Like, shout to him for, like, making himself a millionaire off of, like, being himself and, like becoming a pretty decent boxer like he was like he's like hey i'm gonna try boxing but that was also like four years ago he's like trained every day for four years to become a boxer like at this point he is a boxer but like when i watch these things i want him to get knocked out and it never happens and i was excited about this fight because silva's got such a great like uh history and and pedigree and like i've seen him knock so many people out but when i saw the promot- promotional photos i was like oh man like one guy's like really excited to take his shirt off and like one guy is like you know not, and uh, I think I'm gonna go for like the younger, bigger dude, and so I, I would bet it? on this one. I'm rooting, yeah, I'm rooting for Jake Paul to get knocked out, and I will root for Jake Paul to n- get knocked out. Like I can't imagine an opponent in the other corner that I would like root for Jake Paul against. Like I really like you have to be like a really bad person that like they wouldn't even let on the card for me to root like for Jake Paul. <laughs> Dang. But um, I don't, I don't think it's gonna happen at this point.
2: And I will say though, he he has earned my respect over the the past few years with what he's done. And it does seem like he's taking it seriously. Um, But I do like this matchup a little bit better because at least, you know, it's someone with 20 years experience on him, you know? So obviously like he's young and has a lot of energy and, you know, three minutes might not seem that long to him, but Anderson Silva has been doing this for, you know, however many decades, so.
1: he still hasn't fought a boxer. You know what I mean? Like he's fought athletes. He's fought in UFC fighters, and he's going to do that again. And, like, I, I do want to say, like, I felt the same thing. Like, oh, experienced fighter. But, like, you know, it's a different sport. Like, just because you're really good at rugby, like, doesn't mean you can, like, play in the NFL on Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, like, there's a lot of the transferable skills. I don't know, punching and defending yourself. But, like, it is a very different discipline. And I think that Jake Paul has carefully decided not to fight boxers anywhere near their prime.
2: I think that's also smart, though. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, man. Let's see what happens this weekend. But we are reaching the end of the game, so I have some buzzer beaters for you.
1: I'm excited. Let's do it.
2: Some David Jacoby off the top of my head buzzer beaters. (laughs) Great. I know you're a foodie, so what is your ideal food and drink combo while sitting courtside?
1: Ooh. Ideal food and drink. While well, sitting courtside is a different thing because that's it's a very different question. If I'm like at a restaurant seated, if this is kind of be something I can like eat from my lap. You yeah, know what court I mean? Side, so like, yeah.
2: And you'll be on camera. You could be yeah. on the jumbotron.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah, good. I am going with simple. Um, I was just in LA recently. I lived in LA between for Grantland between like 2011, 2015, 16, something like that, and uh, I. Thought I'd eaten, like, tacos before, but I had never eaten tacos until I lived in Los Angeles. So they would be straight up just carne asada street tacos with, like, a spicy michelada. Because I feel courtside, like, you can kind of just have, like, a little taco tray in your lap. No utensils. You can hold a taco in one hand and a beer in the other hand and still watch the game. Like, there can't be a utensil involved. So finger food would be carne asada street tacos, lots of onions, cilantro, lots of, like, you know, Cholula topatia, topatia? And that would be my vibe. I just came back from Los Angeles, so it's very much influencing.
2: What me. about to drink?
1: Uh it's a Michelada. Another Los Angeles thing. I, I it's I, I see oh, myself I at a Lager game. That Some I'm a Lager game. It's a, it's a great question. And they don't really sell them like outside of um, Southern California or actually, you know, I shouldn't say that. All over Mexico, I'm positive. Uh Michelada <laughs> is basically a bloody, bloody Mary. But instead of vodka, it's beer. I'm sure it's more complicated than that. I don't know how to make them, but it's some combination huh. of like lime juice, uh, tomato juice, spicy stuff, and beer. So it's it's like a it's it's kind of like a like a Bloody Mary, but instead of uh, vodka, beer, and it comes on ice. I've always wondered why we don't drink beer with ice, like we drink soda with ice, but never beer. Conversation for another time.
2: Because watered down beer is probably well, I guess watered down is gross too. Huh. I don't yeah, know.
1: I like it. I don't mind. Yeah.
2: yeah. One person dead or alive that you'd love to sit courtside with.
1: Okay. okay. I mean, I'm going to say, like, people in my personal life are excluded. Like, I'd love to bring some family members back, but that's not, like, the exercise of this podcast, I imagine. Uh, sorry to my mother-in-law. But um I want to have a good time. I want to have some beers, right? Um, <laughs> and I nice. want, like, maybe to go out afterwards if it, if it goes well. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I don't want to learn. Like, I don't, I don't want to have, like, Malcolm Gladwell there, like, teach me how to, like, be a better person. You know what I mean? Like, I want... I want a good time person, so I'm going to go with like Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Like that, that's okay. that's what I'm going to go with to sit side of a game. I feel like he'll wear something awesome. Like he, he apparently doesn't have like a phone number or like an, like a mail address. He's like an enigma, like a really? ghost lord of just like Hollywood. Yeah, so I'm going Bill Murray, and we're gonna not going to be in Los Angeles. Well, me and Bill Murray at like a uh, well, we'll like go to a Timberwolves game or something, and then like you know see what Minneapolis is talking about afterwards. Why don't you go Uh, to Atlanta uh, and then go
2: back to the gentleman's club after?
1: I'm scared. No, 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 thank you. No, thank you. I've had enough. I'm retired. I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. I'm old. I was like, when I was in that, when I was in that place, I was like 24. You know what I mean? Jalen was like still in the league. Skinny. Um, Next. uh, I'm going to go with someone who's passed away. I'd love to go a basketball game. Bill Russell, Bill Russell, you know, because, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, again, it's just a, a sad. We always, like, it, uh, things people always said the last four years is, like, give, give them their flowers, give them their flowers, give them their flowers. And and the reason is, is because, like, people do pass away. And, like, and when you start listening to the interviews and when, in all the eulogies, you hear the, the anecdotes. And, like, as someone who's my age, I was born in 78. So, like, I never really got, like, a, I didn't, like, you know, watch Bill Russell every day the same way I did, like, Magic, Larry, and and, and uh, Michael so like just just to from everything i've heard about him he sounds like such a great hang such a a positive individual and someone who really loved hoops so if i'm sitting courtside like i kind of want someone that checks all those boxes so i'm going with bill russell and uh bill murray and uh and and i guess bills i've been to bills
2: two bills what is one event in history that you would have loved to have been courtside for
1: oh i gotta go woodstock the original woodstock woodstock 69 you okay. know, like, I just feel like it was like I wasn't there, like much like kind of like uh Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. Like I've watched the YouTube clips and like I've heard people talk about it, but it really felt like a vibe. Like, I just really feel like it, it's such like it's like a concert. It's a singular concert. I'm not even a concert person. I don't like live music. I'm like, I've never gone to a festival like I don't like live music. I'm a piano chill guy. But um this one concert just seemed like and it's all secondhand information like there isn't really footage like it just seemed like such a seminal moment in society and such like a sort of a page turn for like like i don't know for for like a a country i'll say instead of like a species and that 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 seems to be like one event that if i could like really just like go back in history and be a part of that's just the first thing that came to mind and i'm sticking with it
2: cool i appreciate that well david thank you so much for coming on the courtside club Is there anything else that we should be on the lookout for? And also, where can people follow you on socials?
1: Okay, I'm on Instagram as Jacoby Juice. A decision I made a long time ago. I don't know how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Jacoby Juice. I was. I want the (laughs) alliteration. I was like, you know, those moments where you're like, this is gonna stick. You know what I mean? Like, I gotta. This is gonna stick. And for some reason, I was just. I just was so bored at trying to come up with new ones that I got stuck on Jacoby Juice. But like, that's what it is. And then D Jacoby on Twitter and on on TikTok, which I'm trying to do more of. I'm Jacoby on Soup. I really like soup; it's one of my favorite things in the world. So it's literally just the soups that I eat, not even like me talking about them or anything interesting. So if you're interested in just looking at uh, soup in action, Jacoby on Soup.
2: I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Courtside Club.
1: Thank you so much for having me on, Rachel. Thank
2: you.